1: Welcome back in second hour of the program here on Friday and 508-996-0500 is the number to call in and chime in. Let's get right back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good. How are you?
0: Good. Good. Uh, Just a couple of things Um, regarding the fifties night. It's I I don't live in New Bedford, but I would have loved to go. It's just a shame. It's, it's on a Thursday instead of a friday i think more people would go if it was on a friday so
1: so joe yeah. joe jesus actually had a, a reason for doing it on thursdays mm-hmm. yeah i i i heard something
0: about that last year i think it was on a thursday and i get it. it it is what it is just unfortunately for me i i can't go i get up way too early and i you know to drive to new bedford and i'm usually in bed by nine o'clock because i i get up very early in the oh, morning to I, work. But, I feel you but, on that
1: these days for sure
0: oh absolutely but I mean, I'm I'm more jealous. I'm not upset about it because it is what it is. That's the day it's set for, and I I understand that. But I would have loved to go because when I, if I would have went, I would typically stay until they're done at ten o'clock, and then <laughs> by the time I get to bed, it'd be like eleven. You know, it, it just uh, it it's too bad. Maybe they could have besides the fifties and I do it like twice a year. One one time on Thursday, traditionally, and then. Another time on a Friday or, or over the weekend, a Saturday or something, that would be awesome.
1: Well, I do, I do know there's, I mean, the car clubs that are, that are involved in it are, are out doing things pretty much every night throughout the course of the summer. So, I mean, I know it's not the same as downtown New Bedford 50s night, but right. there, there are lots of other similar events you can get to on, on a Friday for sure.
0: Right, right. And, and the other topic, something you might disagree with me, uh, respectfully, I do want to say that uh, before the break, you were talking about the, uh, how Donald Trump incited the people to do this. I was brought up to believe that as adults, you are ultimately responsible to make your own decisions. If Donald Trump or anybody said to me, hey, let's go rob this store over here, I would laugh in your face because I'm still an adult. It's up to me to make my decisions. You you can't make adults do anything. Even if he said, let's go storm the Capitol, they should laugh in his face and say, are you nuts? That's illegal. You don't do that. We're big boys and girls. Ultimately, I know it's convenient to blame Donald Trump saying he incited people. Nobody made the people go do it. It's ultimately the people's uh, decision, and they did it. Right, but but, I
1: mean, Charles Manson never killed anybody either, but he still went to jail because he got other people to kill people for him.
0: Well, like I said, ultimately, the the women that did that, I'm glad they went to jail. It was ultimately their decision. They were brainwashed then they're stupid enough to to do to be brainwashed to begin with. You
1: just described the people that, that stormed the Capitol, too.
0: Right. Well, those are the people that are stupid. <laughs> they were brainwashed. If you're weak enough in the mind to be brainwashed, having another adult tell you what to do as an adult, then that's on those people. I, I, I can never get past the fact that somebody can make somebody, unless you're physically, you know, somebody grabs you and ties you and, you know, forces you to do something we're all adults ultimately it's it's those people's own decision to to know what's right and wrong
1: so by by that logic then charles manson did nothing wrong
0: oh no he did things he did things just by having and trying to get people but ultimately if the if everybody said to charles manson what are you crazy we're not going to do stuff like that charles manson would get nowhere
1: but they didn't. They did it, and then he's responsible for the actions of what they did, the same as Donald Trump. I
0: I, I think he's he was a terrible guy for wanting people to, and telling people to do stuff, but ultimately it was up to the other people to tell him no, we're not going to do well, that you're, that's wrong. I
1: mean, you're right. Personal responsibility is, is certainly exactly. a part of it. But
0: that's all. It, I respectfully disagree with you on that, but sure. I'm glad we're able to talk about it. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day.
1: Bye-bye. And uh, go, going back to, to the Thursday night thing, I, I had mentioned that uh, that Joe Jesus had a, a particular reason for Thursday nights. And I I think we might have had the clip playing during 50s night. I think that that's a clip that I was able to pull out from some of Joe's previous appearances here and be able to, to work into it, which a lot of people came up to me and said that they, they love that. And I'm going to keep digging and finding more stuff so I can find other Joe clips that I can put in there going forward. But the reason why it was held on Thursday nights is because Joe said that that was the night back in the fifties. That was the night that everybody would go downtown and would cruise the streets of downtown because on a Friday night or a Saturday night, you know, you might go to the movies. Um, there were, you know, there were other things that people would do for, they would have dances, the sock hops, and things like that. But Thursday nights was the night that was the day that everybody spent all day cleaning their car. And then they went down and they cruised the Ave and they cruised downtown. They cruised all over the city in their cars going slow. And you heard the clips looking at all the girls and everything. So that's why he had picked Thursday nights as the night to do it uh, when he started it back in 1990. And he just kept it traditionally on the third Thursday of July. Now, there's been a few years where it's been a different date, uh, rain outs. And then um, a couple of years ago, they couldn't they couldn't get the date that time because of some of the stuff that was going on downtown, but traditionally that's when it was held. And that's when the committee that runs it now wants to continue the tradition of holding it. Uh, And also I think if it was on a Friday night, you've got, I think you would have a lot more issues with the neighborhood, with the downtown area, because the restaurants, the bars, they want their Friday night crowds and, Although 50's Night is a great event, and although we recommend that people go and visit all these great local businesses down there, I've had the businesses come and complain to me, and we've had some of them even on the air complaining, that when there is any kind of special event downtown, they don't actually see any business, increased business from it. Now, I don't know that I believe that that's true. I think that it's an inconvenience for their regular customers. It's an inconvenience for um. You know, some of the people that might have happened in there otherwise. But I've got to think that 50s night and other similar events bring a lot of people through the doors of some of these places. So I think that they're, they're more upset with the inconvenience of a big event rather than the revenue of a big event. But I think if it was on a Friday, it would be a lot harder um, to get those businesses on board with the plan for whatever their reasoning. Probably a preconceived notion that it's not going to be a good night for them, that they're giving up a Friday night for an event but i also think if you bring that many people to downtown new bedford on a friday night maybe they would have been more likely to go into your place and spend money and spend a little extra time but um i can tell you this much on on a night like last night it was the perfect night for it because it wasn't too hot i've been down there when it was you know scorching hot it wasn't too hot wasn't too humid we had the perfect weather No, no rain. Nice little breeze. A breeze was coming. So what? Kind of like southeast. I think, I don't know. I had the van next to the tent. So it might've been interrupting the, uh, the breeze, the wind flow, the airflow, but it was uh, a nice breeze that kept you cool. And if you were walking around and, and checking everything out, you know that sometimes you're like, oh, I got to walk back up the. Got to walk back up the hill. I don't think I can do it in this heat. I don't think I can do it in this humidity. That was not the case last night. It was the perfect night for getting out there and, and, and covering all that ground and seeing all of those cars, all the great people, all the great performances, and just textbook. And last year was the same, just a little bit warmer and, and, and muggier. But I just say, you know, that's just Joe looking down saying, I'm going to give you, I'm going to talk to the big guy. I'm going to give you the perfect night for this. And we're two for two on that so far. If you want to call in and chime in Uh, We also Will not only do I want to hear Your thoughts on 50s night And and the, the music and the playlist and all that stuff But I want to hear your thoughts on Mayor Mitchell's announcement yesterday That he is seeking another term He Has Been very coy about it Well I don't know If you believe him he has been very straightforward and he wasn't sure he had made up his mind. If you don't believe that, if you think that he kind of already knew where he was leaning, then he has been been coy about it. I think that he probably had an inkling, but it was, I think I think he knew that he wanted to to continue the work that's been done over the past almost 12 years, 12 full years. But I think he is also looking at where what will the next 4 years bring. So it's not just a matter of what are we doing in the here and now. Do I want to keep going with the here and now? It's what other challenges are going to come through in the next 4 years. When he was running for 2-year terms, I'm sure that decision was easy. Because 2 years flies by and the projects that you're currently working on, the things that you're getting across the finish line. You know, that's kind of your time frame, that's kind of your window, I'm sure. 4 years you have to look and say, well, we can finish these things. We can start some other things. And how far can we get? And I think he's looking at, you know, where the city will be in four years and realizing that the the work, the groundwork that he's trying to lay won't be done in that time. He'll talk more about it, I'm sure, with Marcus and Chris and his next appearance here. But and, and he talked a little bit more with it with uh, Arthur Hirsch of New Bedford Light. But I think what you're going to see is an overwhelming reelection of the mayor. I don't know that he's going to get a serious challenger. Some feel that he waited, you know, this late in the game for a reason. Because it makes it harder for someone to mount a serious challenge at a time when others are looking at the mayor and saying, this might be someone's best shot at beating him solely for the fact that he's been around for a long time. And so if he did wait intentionally for that reason, who can in a week's time mount a serious challenge to the mayor. There are some folks who could do that. One of them will join us later on in the program. And uh, and and we'll have to ask her if she's if she's considering that. And then also, you've got other folks with name recognition, some on the city council, some who may have been past mayors. Some who may be other elected officials that could certainly, if they chose to run against the mayor, could gather all the necessary signatures in a week and be ready to be on the ballot and also pose a serious challenge in the fall. But right now, looking at who has pulled papers, I don't think that Mayor Mitchell would ever take any election for granted. But I also don't think he'd be really worried about how things would shake out in November. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also uh, send us an open line voicemail message so that we can play on the show. Izzy in Fall River said the seagulls were out in full force last night at 50s night. I, I'd heard, I heard them. I saw them. And my first thought sorry people who might, and I know someone said that they actually got hit, but my first thought wasn't about all the people gathered that might get hit with a a seagull bomb. I was thinking more about all those cars. (laughs) And not only all those cars, beautifully shined up, perfectly waxed, how many of them were convertibles with the top down? Can you imagine that? Imagine bringing down your, I don't know, 57 Chevy and getting that on it. It's like, oh, man, no, oh, that's horrible. I just spent all day washing this and waxing. Well, imagine now being in a convertible and you didn't realize it was there and you you get in the car and you sit down on your leather seat and, you know, so... Oh, I hope that uh, everybody got home seagull bomb free. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. Damn. Great song, and actually, uh, that's Ace Freely, by the way, from Kiss. But the band Sweet, or the Sweet, depending on how you say it, uh, they actually have a cover of that that they put out a few years ago. They made a covers album, and that there's a version of that by Sweet that's just as good as the original. I'm I'm kind of partial to Sweet anyway, but it's it's really good. So maybe maybe we'll play that sometime as well. Maybe play a little Sweet later on. At least some some glam rock. A friend of mine actually a friend of mine that I went to to school with high school with actually has a, a a radio show on the Cape where he plays all glam rock it's like that's that's a very specific show but it <laughs> it's a very good show too uh it's really good i mean i i love that stuff anyway so uh, everything except Gary Glitter huh, that that guy's a he's a he's a dirty horrible man anyway that is the number to call in and chime in again later on in the morning we'll be joined by city council president linda morad and ward six Councilor ryan Pereira. we'll talk about what went on in last night's city council meeting as well as some other things uh that have been going on with the council also two we will ask council president morad if she plans on running against mayor mitchell now that he's officially back in the race will she decide to go up against them. So that's something else that we can discuss with her. But right now what I want to discuss with you is breakfast, right? You're probably getting up, sitting down, thinking to yourself, ah, do I want to make myself breakfast or do I want to go out and get breakfast? Well, the answer is the second one because you want to go to just another Phoenix restaurant in North Dartmouth. Because at just another Phoenix restaurant, they have all of your favorites. But what 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 do you what's your favorite? What do you usually get when you go out? I usually get some kind of omelet or maybe some hash and eggs. I like to try everybody's hash. Big hash fan, corn beef hash, ro- roast beef hash, doesn't matter what it is. They had pork and apple hash last weekend at just another Phoenix. Because that's what they do. Not only do they have your favorites that you would expect to find on a breakfast menu, but they go beyond with their creative specials. And that's why I tell you all the time that I love the Boston cream stuffed French toast there because... Of course, I love Boston cream. I love French toast. And I never thought to put the two together in all the years that I was working in a restaurant. But that's the way they think at Just Another Phoenix. That's the way the chef thinks. Always coming up with new and innovative breakfast ideas. So you can go and stop by the restaurant, sit down, have a delicious breakfast. Or if you don't have time, if you've got to be to work, you've got to get the kids off and get them to camp or whatever it might be. Whatever it is that you have on your agenda for the day work Just Another Phoenix into it one way or another because you can always go through their drive through window and pick up your breakfast. Not going and getting a sandwich or a donut or whatever it is through a drive-up window like you do at other places. You can get a full breakfast through their drive through window. So check it out. Just Another Phoenix restaurant. They are located on Fons Corner Road in Dartmouth. And I would recommend also giving them a follow on Facebook as well because they put those specials up there for you so you'll always know what's on the menu. All right, now it is time to go
2: into the newsroom with Adam Bass. The Democratic-led Senate Judiciary Committee is advancing a Supreme Court ethics bill. The bill would set up a code of conduct, tighten financial disclosures, and strengthen recusal requirements for justices. Democrats argued the bill would restore confidence in the high courts, while Republicans called the move by Congress unconstitutional. The nation's second-largest teachers union says it's fed up with social media's impact on students. The American Federation of Teachers said Thursday it was losing patients with social media apps that it says are contributing to mental health problems and misbehavior in classrooms nationwide. The union issued a report warning that tech companies should rein in their apps before Congress forces them to do so. The federation has 1.7 million members. A tornado in North Carolina may be contributed, contributing to a drug shortage in the U.S. An EF3 tornado plowed through the town of Rocky Mount on Wednesday, causing considerable damage to a Pfizer faci- facility that makes nearly 25% of the company's sterile injectable drugs used in U.S. hospitals. An official with the American Society of Health System pharmacists says hospitals across the U.S. are already seeing shortages of sterile of sterile injectable drugs, and the tornado is likely to make that worse. Pfizer says it's still assessing the damage to determine the impact, but adds all the staff were able to evacuate. Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is defending controversial comments he made suggesting Chinese and Jewish people are less susceptible to COVID-19. During a House hearing on governmental, government censorship online, Kennedy argued he's being smeared through representations and distortions about what he said, and there's no evidence that he's anti-Semitic as members of his part, own party have claimed. His comments come after video was released in which he suggested COVID-19 could have been, quote, ethnically targeted to spare Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese people. Kennedy, who has been censored on social media platforms for his views on vaccines, also argues that free speech is deeply vital to democracy. The Biden administration has gone voluntary commitments to form AI companies to commit to responsible development of the technology. The White House announced today that seven top AI companies have committed to managing the risks posed by technology. The commitments from Amazon, Anthropic, Google, Inflection, Facebook parent, Meta, Microsoft, and OpenAI include a pledge to develop watermarking mechanisms to help users determine when audio and visual content is generated by AI. And we've heard about Cocaine Bear. Now Florida has its Cocaine Sharks. Nathalie Rodriguez dives in. Scientists believe sharks are eating bundles of cocaine dumped into the ocean by U.S.-bound drug smugglers. Massive amounts of drugs are reported to wash up on Florida shores annually, and that's prompting researchers to dive in to see just how much coke and other drugs are actually being ingested into the stomachs of sea creatures like sharks. The ideas prompted Discovery Channel to feature cocaine sharks during its Shark Week, which kicks off this Sunday, hosted by Jason Momoa. Natalie Rodriguez, Miami. In sports, the Red Sox and the Mets will begin Game One of their three-game series tonight at Fenway Park. First pitch at 7:10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC 6 local weather forecast. Looking at a fairly decent day today, but a lot of clouds this morning will yield to some breaks of sunshine for the afternoon. Can't
1: completely rule out the threat of a shower, though. We'll be still a little bit on the muggy side. Highs near 80 degrees. A lot of clouds for tonight, and again, a spot shower in the area, but for the most part, we'll stay dry, although there will be some areas of fog forming. Could be locally dense down towards the south coast. Overnight lows in the upper 60s. Beautiful day coming our way to start the weekend. Good deal of sunshine, a much more comfortable day, with highs reaching the low 80s. Be sure to watch ABC6, my full seven-day forecast, From the
2: ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Bill Guile on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 71 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Think of
0: it as breakfast for your mind. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM.
1: Welcome back in 508-996-0500 or hit us up on app chat or open line on the WBSM app. Uh, DSY in New Bedford sent us an app chat message says, that is the most cars I have ever seen in the 15 years that I have been down there at 50s night. And that I've heard that overwhelmingly from people. They said it was the biggest 50s night yet. The most people, the most cars, there were... Uh, folks that I that, that come by the table and, and they actually have a car that they bring out there. It's a beautiful car. And uh, and they were telling me that in all the years, they've been there since the beginning. They've been there for every one and they have never seen as many cars as they saw last night. So it's just it, that bodes very well for the future of 50s night. And I hope that a lot of you took the time to maybe make a donation at some of the Blue Buckets or will make a donation During the course of the year to the newly formed nonprofit organization that is now running 50s night so that they can keep this going in perpetuity and so they can also give back in other ways to the community. Got a chance to talk with Don uh, Mahler and and Scott Pemberton last night, and they were blown away by the number of people that came out, by the number of cars that came out and the, the love and support that people have for what it is they are doing, keeping 50s night alive in memory of Don's grandfather, Joe Jesus. So if you didn't get a chance to make a donation, I'm sure they would still take one uh, at any point during the course of the year. And we can always get you all that information, but you can reach out right to them on on Facebook as well. They have a Facebook page for the event each year. And the other part of it too is the more you are, when you're a nonprofit and the more recognized you are, Well, I mean, there may be the opportunity for grant money. There may be the opportunity for, you know, some of these grants that come out for different events that go on. Now they can be eligible for something like that. And that could help make things even bigger and better. So if Scott and Don, if you're listening, one thing that a lot of people were asking me about, you know, we were down at the end of Purchase Street uh, we were at, uh, no I shouldn't say the end because it extended all the way down, but we were down in front of Family Dollar, which is a great spot. I love that spot for us because it's out of the way enough that people can stand there and talk with us without being in, in the way of any cars trying to get down or anybody trying to to get through the street. But also because it's right next to the Dells stand, although I didn't get to have a Dells last night. Uh, my street teamer Carla did and I was eyeing it all and I was like, oh man. I got to get myself one of those, but I just got wrapped up in talking with folks. But the good thing about it is, you know, you have this nice area where people can come over and talk and listen to the station as we're playing the 50s night playlist on the speaker and everything. But a lot of folks were coming up and asking me, so where is there to eat around here? And I would point out not only the restaurants, but also the food court that they had built. That they had put together in front of the Taunton Federal Credit Union. So if I could just make one suggestion to Don and Scott, if they're listening, I would maybe have some signage to let people know where the food is. I know that you put out the map. I know that it was on social media and people have the chance to check it out. But as, as you know, not everybody gets a chance to see it. So if you just had some signs that said "foods this, food this way, bathroom's this way, because that was the other question. Someone said to come up to me and ask me if I knew where the bathroom was. And I was like, I I don't don't know. I'm going to try and pull the map up on my phone, but I I don't know at the top of my head. I think they're on the other side of the street. But I was thinking to myself, who told you that I would know where the bathroom is and why why did they think I would be the person to answer that question? (laughs) I mean, I'm happy to try to help, but I'm just wondering what immediately equated bathroom in someone's mind with Tim Weisberg. They must know me. Anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the discussion. I think it was a great night. I think people had a fantastic time. Everybody was asking where Chris was. Everybody was asking where Marcus was. Everybody was asking where Jessica was. Don't worry. They couldn't make it to 50s night last night, but they all plan on being there when we put together this little listener event that we're planning. Uh, a lot of folks came up to me and mentioned that and said that they, they definitely want to see that happen and that they would come down and participate. So I think the room would at least have a, probably at least a dozen people, maybe maybe even as many as two dozen people at the very least. And to me, that feels okay. I would have felt really awkward if we got a special space for that and we showed up and it was just, you know, the the BSM crew and maybe a couple of other people. Not that we wouldn't have loved talking to you, but... When we approach a restaurant or a bar or something and we say we want to put this event on and it's going to be kind of a big deal, we're going to get a lot of folks in, we want to make sure that we're actually going to get a lot of folks in. And it sounds like a lot of people would come out for this. And it's not because, I mean, some of them it's because they want to meet us, but it's also that curiosity they have of meeting all of you. They want to put faces to the voices that they hear calling into the program every day. And Mary, I know you're listening. I know that you said you're not going to call. But you were the most talked about part of this show with everybody that came by to the table and and spoke with me. You were the most talked about person. Everybody wanted to know if you would come down. Everybody wanted to meet you. So you you are a celebrity, Mary. You would have been the biggest star at 50s Night since Joe Jesus himself. But you didn't want to come out. You didn't want to come out and meet meet your adoring fans. But you were very... Talk- people... Your ears must have been ringing all night long. Seanine was there. She was hoping to meet you. The woman who calls myself my, her, my, my girlfriend, she was there. She wanted to meet you. Everybody was talking about Mary. I guess... I guess there's there's just something about Mary. So... Hopefully you'll be able to come out to the listener event when we have that because and and again this isn't people that are, you know, hating on you. They were generally interested in meeting you. So we'll we'll have to have it you'll you'll have to be the guest of honor when we <laughs> when we put on this listener event. 508-996-0500. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. <sighs>
2: my recital.
0: I think it's very vital. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. <laughs> Here we go. It's tricky. To rock around. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 It's tricky. To rock around. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky.
1: Tricky. Tricky. And welcome back in. five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That is uh is Run DMC. Raising Hell, one of the best albums of the 80s. Loved that. Uh, and, of course, one of, the, one of the funniest moments of my life came about from that song. I, I had a big boombox in, what, 1986, 87 when that album came out. I had a big boombox, and I had that cassette in my boombox. And this thing was huge. It was like three times the size of a, of a laptop. You know, you know how big those those boom boxes were in the eighties. It had the dual cassette deck. It was my first dual cassette deck boom box because i used to I used to have my own radio station in my bedroom, where I took, I had at the time two different tape players, and I would play a tape in one and record in the other, and I would talk up the songs like I was a radio DJ and I would record, I would make a, a master tape of of the songs and, and me talking up the songs. And then I would take that master tape and I would play it back out my window into the courtyard of my neighborhood. And i I called it WMAX. I, I, I originally called it WTIM, but I felt that that was too, you know, narcissistic of me. But I I made this little fake radio station and I would play it out of my bedroom window and then go downstairs outside and be like, wow, who's playing that music? they That's really good Whoever, <laughs> to the people that were walking by. But I had to put two tape players next to each other. And anybody that dubbed tapes in the 80s that didn't have a dual cassette uh, radio or boombox, you know, that, you know that struggle. You put the two radios next to each other and you're playing the song and you're trying to record it in the other one. And then like your little brother walks into the room and starts talking. He's like, oh, You're ruined it! I got to start all over now or you would tape songs off the radio all that stuff. So that's this this dual boombox, dual cassette boombox was the first one that I had that I didn't have to do that with. So I was so excited. And I have the cassette in there and I'm playing it. And my dad, my my family friend who was at that point in his late 50s grabs my boombox, puts it on his shoulder and starts like strutting down the road listening to Run-DMC, uh like blasting on his shoulder and I just lost it. I must have laughed like uncontrollable laughter for 10 minutes straight. One of the best belly laughs of my life. And now every time I hear any Run DMC song from that album, that's all I can think of. And I, and I think back about my friend Bob, who I called Porka. Because when I was younger, really younger, he was a very large man. And I was apparently a very rude boy. And so I called him Porker, and he was he was my best friend for a number of years growing up. And uh, and I will always smile and think about him when I hear that. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Uh, not Bad in Oak Bluffs says, Tim, I sure hope we haven't lost Mary forever. Some callers simply make your show fun and she is certainly one that I hope will come back. Well, I I think she's going to come back. Everybody who says that they're not going to call, eventually call again. Because there's something inevitably that they want to talk about. There's something inevitably that um that sparks their their interest or their concern, and the people who say that they're never going to listen they're the ones that are your most loyal listeners. it's just the nature of the beast, and we're fine with it i don't I don't if somebody calls up and says i'm never calling you again or, I'm never listening to you again, that's okay because there are plenty of people that will. Last night, everybody was coming up and talking about how much they love the show and what 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 really surprised me though? is how many kids came up and said how much they like this show and how much they like listening to WBSM. And I'm saying, I mean, kids, not like, I'm not saying like, you know, like a 20 year old, I mean, kids, like between the ages of like nine and 15, I'm saying like a lot, I apologize, but kids between nine and 15. And even, you know, a few older teenagers as well. That is very interesting to me because that means that those kids care about what's going on here locally. Now, some of them, admittedly, were, you know, Spooky South Coast listeners. One came up to me and was, you know, talking to me all about Spooky South Coast. And I said, oh, I, I'm surprised that you stay up that late to listen to us on a on a Saturday night. And he says, I, I've i never listened to you on the radio. I watch you on YouTube. Like, well, I guess, you know, that's why we put the show on there. but. There's a lot of shows we've done that aren't on YouTube. You can you can tune in and listen if your parents let you stay up that late or listen to the podcast later. But I expect that. I expect kids to be into the paranormal stuff because they are. In fact, I'm going to speak to some school kids next week about the paranormal. But I was really surprised that the kids that listened to the station... And listen to the local talk and listen to all of you. So keep that in mind when you're, when you're calling in and sharing your thoughts. You're helping to shape the next generation of thinkers, of voters, of people who will be active in the community. All right, I got to take my final break of the hour. We'll be back in just a bit. All right. We are just about out of time for this hour. We're going to be heading into the newsroom in just a few moments. We will get all the national and international headlines from ABC News. And then on the other side of that, Adam Bass has all of your South Coast stories from the WBSM newsroom. On the other side of that, we will be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. We will also be joined by Ward 6 City Council Ryan Pereira. And we will ask Council President Morad if now that Mayor Mitchell has announced that he is going to run, Uh, run for another term as mayor if she is considering running against him for mayor as she has in the past. So um, we'll ask the question. We'll see if she has anything to say about that. And we'll also talk about last night's council meeting, which uh, from my understanding was heavily attended and to the point where the, the the, um, the room was filled to capacity. People were standing in the halls. People were sitting on the floor. And there was an incident where the police were called and uh, Gilly Safiolis came up to me at 50s night and was showing me photos and everything that was going on. So we'll find out more about that as well. And, of course, after we speak with the counselors, we'll speak more with you.